0: 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the boot camp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic, while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Dr. TK. And per our current Abundance Streams of Income series, we have had some epic guests on these podcast episodes, um, what I try to do is bring on various different therapists, different levels, different states, different streams of income, just so that we can help therapists see what is possible. So um, this won't be the first time that you're meeting these therapists. The primary goal is for you to be introduced to what is possible, and then they're going to share what they've been um, doing in their business, what has performance looked like, what have they learned, and hopefully you can take a nugget from that. So on this podcast episode, we have Dr. Q. So Dr. Q, can you officially introduce yourself, licensure type, and where you are located?
1: Yeah. So hey, I am Dr. Pavandra Perry. Also known as Dr. Q Perry. I am a board certified psychologist. I am in Dallas, Texas, and I am excited to be here. Yes.
0: Thank you so much. So we, we pretty much hitting up every state. This is pretty nice. like the clinicians who are coming on the podcast. So let's jump straight into it. When you think back to like most of us had like a nine to five, but then we also start tapping into business from your business in mental health. What categorically like streams of income have you tapped into over the last few years?
1: Yeah, so in addition to just kind of the the regular therapy, individual therapy, couples therapy, I also wrote a book, so that was a stream of income. And prior to me creating a uh, writing the book, I actually God had given me an idea to do um some mental health greeting cards. Mm-hmm. And so that's also uh, you know a physical products and then also some courses, so the the CE courses for mental health providers. That's also been another stream of income. Mm-hmm. Speaking is another mm-hmm. one that I forget about sometimes, so
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: lots of lots of different ways.
0: Yeah. And then even in your private practice, you have I know we've talked about it last year in the mastermind. You had two different levels. So you had general private practice and then you were building out um, what we actually have not talked about on the bootcamp, So I actually want to bring this up is like concierge because we've even played around like, what is your definition of concierge therapy? Because everybody can have their own. So we, we did introduce them like VIP hyper intensive sessions, but not. Concierge. So, how would you define what concierge practice is to you?
1: Yeah. So I take it like I do like the, the medical model. So instead of the the patients going to the doctor's office, the doctor actually goes to them. And so in the same way, uh, in my practice, I would go to where the client or the patient is. So um, so these are people who probably won't or can't come to the office. Um, mm-hmm. Since I don't have a, an office anymore, um, I would either go to their home or to their office or an agreed upon location that's private. And they'll be able to get the
0: services, you know, some type of service. Mm -hmm. So concierge, I think that's going to be something that's new to most clinicians because we only see that in the medical field or like in movies where they have their little Mm -hmm. bag. They go to somebody's home. Um, But I will say for those who participated in the boot camp, it aligns with some of the same methodology of like VIP, meaning not everybody's potentially even a good fit for you going to their home. Um, you have to decide yes. the parameters of where you meet, the length of time you meet. And also it may depend on the clientele that are able to participate in that service because it also yes. may be a higher investment because you're doing more to go to them. You know? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So something that, you know, that I have to keep in mind um, if somebody wants that service is um, how much time will it take me to get to them mm-hmm. and uh, and get back? So instead of me having back to back folks, I have to allot the, the one hour to probably get to them, however long we're going to meet for the session and probably one hour to get back. So that's a, at least a minimum of three
0: hours that I have to go to that person. All right. So. So now that therapists have been introduced to a little dibble and dabble into like a different, I'm going to say, level of treatment um, within their private practice, you've mentioned a few things. You've mentioned physical products. You've mentioned digital products um, and things like that. So we're in the beginning of 2023. Where is your business currently at right now, meaning what streams are in active play in the first quarter?
1: Yeah. So uh, right now, I still have my regular therapy folks. So just the traditional side of my business, um, that part's going well. So that's a stream of income. Uh, One of the goals that I had at the end of our mastermind was for me to really focus on marketing and selling my books. So um, that has gone really, really well. I'm excited about that. So I've been able to a lot more books on Amazon than I did all of last year. So that's been really Nice to just wake up and see money uh, in my account.
0: (laughs) Passive, passive, passive.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, that's been good. And then I've also done more in-person events where I'm able to actually go to uh, have like vendor tables and stuff like that and market my books and uh, my greeting cards that way. So that's a stream of income. Also have uh, speaking engagement lined up. So that's another uh, stream of income. I haven't done as much teaching, but I'm planning to do that toward the, the summertime.
0: Yeah. So let's just say a therapist or provider is listening to this and they're like, wow, like everybody you bring on, when you ask them about what's happening in first quarter, they're talking about multiple streams of income. I know last year we talked a lot about time management as a cohort, as a group, Mm -hmm. because Most of y'all came in with like already various streams of income and or ideas already executed. You wanted to make them bigger and expand them. But then that created a container for myself as the coach to like reel y'all back in and say, okay, well, let's just do one. And so what is like one or two big tips that you can share with a clinician that wants to launch a new product, but they got a lot of ideas like in one quarter?
1: Yeah. So I think where you and I started was pick the low hanging fruit because I had some ideas that was going to take a lot of like time and investment and plan preparation. And so one of the things that you had talked to me about was low hanging fruit. What do you already have in your hand? What's easy to get to? What do you need to streamline? And so for me, that was I already had a book that was already done. So let's just focus on that. And then um, then from there, you know, kind of doing the rinse and repeat thing. Um, and same thing when I started the, the CE classes. So the, the material was done. It was just a matter of like figuring out how to launch. Okay, take this launch, figure out your numbers, repeat it and see what you need to improve upon for next time. So I would mm-hmm. just say, um keep your ideas, make sure you write them all down, but focus on one or two things that are doable.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. And actually, so let's go back to the CE stuff, because that's something that, you actually have that's very different than a lot of the clinicians in our program. Because we did, for those who know, like we opened it up. I'm part of a community where I know that from their interaction with myself, they wanted more people of color. At least that was my assumption. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, in 2021, we had students who said, hey, like, do you mind sharing your resource for CE workshops? And I'm a, I'm a person about giving, like pay it forward. I'm not about to do all these trainings on mental health. I'm doing them on business anyway. So the more, the merrier. You know, and especially yes. if it can help you perfect your craft, get out there, teach, do what you love, share your gift, why not? Last year, you, you you launched it and you were getting in the mix of like email marketing, landing pages, messaging. What would you say that you learned about launching? Because I know that you had a goal. You didn't meet the goal, but you still end up getting feedback. Did. <laughs> um, did. So, what, what did you learn during the launch process itself? Because some people think it's easy. It is not,
1: but it's good to do multiple times. I think for me, the biggest goal was figuring out what I consider to be success. So let's say I'm mm. doing a course and I want 10 or 15 people. Well, if I don't get the 10 or 15 people, am I gonna consider this a loss? No. So you were helping us to understand, take go look at your numbers. Where were you getting the people? Where were you marketing to the people? Was your messaging clear? Things like that. And then you were able to help me to take the people who did come and ask them questions and get feedback to plan for the next launch. And so that was really helpful as well. So yeah. just, you know, the numbers are important always, but making sure that you also use other data to measure your success.
0: Yeah, I, I love that because that's more of the non-tangible that, mm-hmm. You know, like if we sit here talking to a group of clinicians right now and whether we're in person or online, they're going to be like, well, how much money did you make? How many books did you sell? They want to know the tangible, but they want to skip over the process. And honestly, that's why I think personally, this is my personal assumption, why some people actually don't want to get help, whether it's in therapy or a coach, because our role as a provider or as a teacher or coach, whatever that gift is, is to hold somebody accountable. Yes. What they said they want it, which means that sometimes you will have to slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to give you time to process, like you said, what mm-hmm. are your true numbers? But I always say nothing is ever a failure. Cause even zero data is still data, no sales yeah. is still data. Cause then you 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 have something to go and review to then, if you like it, like like the product or service, you go mm-hmm. and do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I love that you pulled that in because I really feel like people need to hear that na- that non-tangible piece because they will, you know, they have throw it away if it's not successful yes. <laughs> Like after the first launch.
1: Yeah, and I think that was good for me, too, just because uh, I know I did three of them last year. And so my mm-hmm. goal was to do one. So to me, the fact that I did three, <laughs> that's a win. And then two of the three uh, were the same course. And so I was able to just basically rinse and repeat and do the Mm -hmm. same thing and get more feedback, more data. So that way, when I do it this year, I know about messaging
0: and and who to market to. And it's crazy because even when I think about like the minimal, like wins, right, you can now go into like, let's just say if you sit on somebody's panel and it's for a conference for women, but there happens to be healers, providers and therapists there. You can actually just say your title at this point. Hey, I'm a clinical psychologist, board certified, et cetera. I'm an author. I'm an APA certified instructor. It's just like saying that we're licensed. Like nobody's going to ask you in public, what was your licensing score? You know what I'm saying? Like they're just going to look at your title. So the fact that you were able to launch it once, but then launch it again and again, regardless of how many people showed up, you know what I'm saying? It's now part of your, I'm going to say expertise because you're still showing up as an expert to teach them something. Yes. You know? So yeah, that's good. (laughs) You just Arthur. So you did mention book sales. And we do have a lot of clinicians who I say have books in their phone or they've authored books and maybe let it collect dust. How does your book enter you into the marketplace to share your gift or your expertise? Like what is your book about?
1: So I have a book called The Emotion Devotional, and it's a 40-day journey to emotional healing. So um, it's a personal story. So I started writing this book just as my mom was passing away. And so I I finished the book right after she passed away. And so it's funny. I was just talking to somebody about this this morning that I can't believe the book is selling so well. And it's two years old. So over the years, but I mean, this book has just taken off in 2023. I'm like, okay, God, really? So, but what, what it's done is people have found it online and they've come to me for therapy because of the Mm -hmm. book. People have shared it with other people and I've gotten speaking engagements because of the book. Um, Some people are just even introducing themselves to emotion vocabulary. Like I don't want to go to therapy because I don't know what to talk about. Mm -hmm. So just them having the the, now the language to be able to understand like, oh, that's what I was feeling. Okay, sure. And be at the, the component for people who are Christians who may be struggling with, okay, is this, is this a faith issue or is this a true mental wellness issue? And so that's been helpful just from the educational standpoint as well. And I'm also able to use it, other clinicians like it because they're able to use it as a clinical tool because there is a workbook that goes to it. So I mean, it has really opened up the doors in a lot of different avenues.
0: That's good. And I'm glad to hear like an underlining tone of like consistency because you said two years and the the running joke that I put in the boot camp is like, you know, you come out with a book and unless you're no longer aligned with whatever that book is talking about or maybe it's no longer part of your current business. Right. It's almost like it didn't exist. And I love to hear that you don't allow your book to just sit on the bookshelf or just sit on Amazon and not talk about it like it's part of. I would also say business terminology part of your ascension model but I love how mm-hmm. you can hit people on both ends so you can introduce people to the topic that you're talking about the story the narrative and the goal of the book to then open it up to maybe they need to talk deeper with you or it whatever state they're in you know um mm-hmm. but then also if you go to events it becomes your business card it becomes your authority your expertise yes. um and other people can also invite you from your book to speaking engagements Mm-hmm. doing workshops, you can build an online course. I mean, I just want people to see how one 10 to 15, $20 product <laughs> can turn into thousands of dollars, but you do have to be consistent.
1: Yes, you know? definitely.
0: So, yeah, so so let's talk about community because I've been watching y'all online like, <laughs> with, uh, like collaborating with each other. And I think this is a missing piece, especially after 2020 with, do you do business by yourself or do you, collaborate with other people so I know that I met you coming into the mastermind because you weren't Mm -hmm. in our academy program like some of our other mastermind students what was it like to be in a room with different levels of clinicians in terms of like what they're doing but to like actually collaborate and hold each other accountable in your business that then impacted your lifestyle too
1: yeah I mean it was overwhelming but in a good way I mean, just to see, like, how many people are out there doing the same thing. And I think you created a really great environment, which we talked about at the graduation mastermind, was just that, you know, we were able to go in and be honest with each other, like, where we were. Um, We were able to be pushed. um, But, you know, it's coming from not a place of competition. It's collaboration and being held accountable. So I feel like it was great. So that way, um, I had a lot of mindset shifts to realize, like, okay, you're overthinking it. It's not that deep. Just do it. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Or you need to think a little bit deeper about that, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so just being able to be around different people who are either doing the same thing or doing something uh similar or very different, and being able to still grow from what they're learning um mm-hmm. too,
0: yeah well, so like let me tie this in together, so the journey, right there was one thing, and I specifically I remember yours um a lot of y'all have mindset shifts, and like that made me emotional honestly as the coach because Honestly, that's my biggest goal because the mindset is what's going to push you to execute. And I kid you not, like you probably have talked to like a lot of the mastermind students already. But as I've been interviewing them, I've also been learning like what y'all been doing in business outside of like what's been coming through the DM or this Voxer update to whatever, which I love. Like you can keep them coming. But it just goes to show that during that graduation week, I kept saying all last year, though. When y'all get to the point where we are actually masterminding, and I said that to people, not to minimize that it was not a mastermind, but to help people see that have been educational driven people for like 20 plus years, we are so conditioned to learn by being taught, And what we don't realize, but it's been done in the mental health field is that where do we actually learn the bulk of our craft in practicum? In internship, it was actually, it started in the classroom, but where you saw results was after you graduated, you know, after you got licensed. And so I wanna like congratulate you also in public, but also letting other mastermind students or anyone who's going through a journey who's in a circle, you may not see all the immediate goals and wins that you put on paper. But I wanna say, as your coach, like, I am super proud of you because I'm like, when you sent me that uh, DM, I was like, boom, like, it's delayed. Because it wasn't in your timing, but it came in the order that it was supposed to come. Yes, you know. And I'm like, oh, I get yeah. emotional just talking about it because I was like, like when y'all DM me, i will be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited. I
1: was like, oh, let me send her this.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm super proud of you. So, thank you. Um, if you could talk to, let's just say, a clinician who's in their first year of business, whether it don't it don't have to be private practice, y'all. It could be any stream of income, but you're in business what would you, what are one or two things that you would share with the first year version of you to help her keep going and not like give up?
1: Yeah. One of the biggest things I think that helped me is to realize there's more than one way to define return on investment because we're thinking money. If I invest this money, I need to get this amount back. And if I don't, it's a loss. But for me, not only is it a financial you know, return on investment, but it's the mindset shift. So going from I'm a psychologist in private practice to now, one of the biggest things I learned through the mastermind is that I'm a business owner as a psychologist in private practice. And so mm-hmm. now I think differently when I make my decisions. And so I think that'll help if you go into it, knowing that um, it's not going to look probably like how you want it to look and. Don't use money as the only indicator of success as a return on investment. So uh, I think that was the biggest thing. And then the other thing is you're doing too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all all got taglines. I'm like, <laughs>
1: you're doing too much. Delegate, delegate, delegate. And oh, talk about was...
0: talk about that for a second. Delegate. What does that mean? Or, or how did that show up in your business?
1: <laughs> I, it showed up because when I was doing like um figuring out everything that was on my plate, you would tell me all the time you can only be able to uh, have so much success if you're doing everything. So I'm I'm my own accountant. I'm asking the phone calls. I'm returning the phone calls. I'm doing the intake. I'm doing the therapy, the notes, everything. And so the biggest two breakthroughs I had was to hire an accountant and mm-hmm. to uh, finally get a virtual assistant. And so that has been huge because it freed me up to work in
0: my genius zone like we talked about before. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, there are so many like, takeaway. <laughs> so, yes. so what do you have coming up this uh, second quarter? Are you still focusing on the book? Or are you doing like speaking engagements? What's going on?
1: Yes. So I am uh, still focusing on the book. So just kind of going around to different events, marketing the book. I'm happy to say that I'm actually writing the second book right now. That's yeah, amazing. I'm excited about that. So that has been motivation. to just started on that. And then I'll be doing some more speaking engagements here and there just kind of
0: as the year goes on and doing some okay. teaching. Okay. So what's the best place? Like if somebody wanted to, of course, connect with you, but also make sure that they're in the know about what's going on, what would be the best platform, whether it's website or Instagram or something, where should they go to stay in contact with you?
1: So either or, so they can go to my website, which is www.drqperry.com, or you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Q Perry. So everything is at Dr. Q. Perry.
0: Okay. Nice. So we'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. What I'm going to tell the viewers and listeners to do is when we have guests on here, show them some love, go um, shoot them a follow and then also go shoot them a DM, you know, let them know what was your biggest takeaway and, or, cause we're talking about streams of income, what stream of income did she talk about that piqued your, your interest and let her know, you know, like, Hey, this, you know, inspired me to finish or this inspired me to write my second book, or this inspired me to slow down and reframe how I think about my wins, you know, because I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest thing is like the intangible ROI. Yes, is What's going to be the things to push you to finish the next book and do those speaking engagements and things like that. So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I, I definitely want to thank you again out loud. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, being part of the community. I know that I said it in the graduation, everybody who is, I'm going to say chosen because the mastermind, at least the way we've been running it for the last three years People are chosen, meaning picked to be in the mastermind. You may go through an interview. You may not be chosen because we have to look at all the energy that is in the room. But I also mentioned last year that we want to make sure that everybody who participates actually is there because you all collaborate with one another. And it, it, it means something when you're there or when you're not there you know, yes. and we we definitely saw the the impact of that, like with the shows last year. And so connect with her. I want to definitely thank her for being on the podcast. We're definitely going to do another series at the end thank of the year you. with like, where are they now? So she can come and tell y'all, you know, how her second book <laughs> is going. <laughs> All right, everybody. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Let me know your biggest takeaway and I will see you in the next episode